I love Christmas. I love everything about it. If you love Christmas, say amen. amen. I love all of the traditions and I love the lights and the decorating and the sweets and the food. And I especially love decorating now because I don't have to store my decorations in the attic anymore. I've got a first story place to store all of my decorations. So all of you that have to get them out of the attic every year, ha, I don't. I love it, and I'm so grateful for this time of the year. It was Jim Caffigan, uh, the comedian, who said, you know, it's an interesting time of the year, some of the traditions. He thinks that some of the traditions were perhaps started by an inebriated guy. He says, you know, it's interesting. We cut a tree down from outside and put it inside. We take lights from inside and we put them outside. Some of it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't know about you. I love the traditions. Amen? I love the traditions. Now, if you show up at our house on Christmas Day, we will invite you in, but this is what you're in for on Christmas Day at the Owens house. We wake up around 6.30, 6.45. Jesus doesn't get up much earlier than 7, so we're up around then. And then we start our day with some homemade cinnamon rolls and biscuits, and I'm a coffee guy, so we're going to have a French press, an AeroPress, a, a, a pour over. We're going to have lots of coffee, and then we're going to open our stockings, and then after we open our stockings, we're going to make these massive, marvelous breakfast burritos. We're going to eat those. And then after that, we're going to open our presents and our gifts. And then around lunchtime, we're going to have out some different charcuterie boards. I know it sounds a little bit bougie, but we like them, okay? And Kim showed me, that's my wife, a post this week that said, charcuterie board is French for I want a sandwich, but I don't have bread. And <laughs> so... Although that was funny. And then later that day for our final meal, we're going to have like grilled skirt steak and chimichurri sauce. So if any of that sounds awesome, come to our house because we're going to have a blast. I hope you have an amazing day tomorrow. But here's what I know this time of the year. I can't read your minds, but I bet at least one out of three things are true with every person here. I don't know you, some of you I know, many of you I haven't met, but I bet there's at least one out of three things true for every person in this room. One, many of you are a little bit distracted. And I don't mean just like keeping your kid on your lap right now or coming to church and the whole talk you had in the car or in the bathroom, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna be quiet and you're not gonna burn anybody down with that candle. I don't mean that. But man, you still, some of you have gifts to buy, or you've got Christmas Day, and you've got food to prepare, and you've got to travel, and then you've got to be like, are we going to your family? Are we going to my family? We spent more time at your family than we spent time at my family, and we love your family more than my family. You've got to do all that. And so you're a little bit distracted. And if you're not distracted, you're tired. Maybe you're distracted and tired. There's only one word to describe all that we try to do in December, and that's Madness what we try to accomplish this time of the year. But for many of us, this was going to be the year when we, we did the traditions that we did when I was a kid. This was going to be the year when we slowed down. This was going to be the year when we got our priorities. This was going to be the year and you're going to get into 2022. It wasn't the year. And then you'll start 2022 and you're like, oh, that's not the year either. And so we're tired. Others of us, if we're not distracted or we're not tired, we're emotional. And some of us, emotional in a good way. Like I saw young babies coming in. We got first Christmas with a baby or this is your first year engaged and you always know the engaged people because they walk around like this. You know, hey, I'm engaged, you know? Or it's your first year married or it's your first year moving here. It's the first year with a new job. And so it's a celebratory year. And the church 
rejoices with those who rejoice. That's what the Bible calls us to. We're grateful that you're grateful. But there are people who are saying, this is the first year with, but there are also people who are saying, you know, this is the first year without. And so there are many people today who will gather around the Christmas table and there's going to be an empty seat. And this will be the first year without that person or without that special one. And the Bible says we're also to mourn with those who mourn. And so the church isn't like family. The church is family. And so whether it's a great season or a rough season, we love you and we are here for you. And my encouragement to you is this. Take a deep breath. There's a few times out of the year where God wants to get your attention in a big way. And if you're tired and if you're distracted and you're busy, I tell the church all the time, if the enemy can't slow you down, he'll just speed you up. And you might step into 2022 missing the one thing that matters most. Others of you, it's been emotional, emotional good or emotional tough. I would say to you, regardless of how good your year has been, the glory of Jesus is better than any goodness we can find here. The glory of Jesus is better. But if it's been a hard year, when we sing Emmanuel, that literally means God with us. And that's not some story. That's the truth. God left heaven and stepped into our world. He came near. And so he knows what it's like. And he came to bring peace and comfort and joy and mercy. There is a God who knows and sees. And so when you read the Bible, you honestly will find the deepest need and desire and longing of your heart in the Bethlehem stable. Because Jesus didn't stay in a stable. He grew up and grew in knowledge and wisdom, gained followers, but many hated him and they crucified him and they buried him. But if you've read the Bible before, he didn't stay in a grave. He rose and defeated death and he ascended to the Father, but he's not staying there. He's actually coming back to get us one day and we believe it and it's true. And the moment that Mary touched the face of God, God made his case that there's no place that he won't go. There's no place too common, no heart too cold, no life too broken, no sin too great, no distance too far. There is no limit to his love. I mean, Jesus is greater. He's more powerful. He's stronger than anything we face or need. That's why we call him and we sing wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father, because his name, the name of Jesus, is the one name that will be lifted up forever. It's the one name that shakes the heavens and the earth. It is the hope for every heart, the savior of the world, love, hope, peace, joy, mercy, all has a name, and it's Jesus. And so all month long, we've been lighting Advent candles. And these Advent candles are a special part of the season. 
And each candle that we light along the Advent season has, has stood for something, a characteristic of God. So we've had hope, love, joy, and peace. And, and each week we've talked about how God is a God of love and joy and hope and peace. But it's, it's on this night at Christmas where, where we light the Christ candle. It's the largest of all candles. It's the most significant candle. And what's beautiful is that when we light the Christ's candle, we can extinguish all of the other candles because everything that we long for and everything that we talk about and everything that we hope for is embodied in the God-man, Jesus Christ. The light of the world. And the reason why Jesus is called the light of the world is because the message of Jesus, his coming to earth, his crucifixion to defeat sin and pay the penalty for us, his burial, and then his resurrection. That is the only message that makes you a son or daughter of God, that secures your eternity in heaven, that makes you alive and frees you from sin. That message, the light of the world, defeats the darkness of our sin and the darkness of this world. And so light no matter what room it's in, if you bring a candle into a room, a flashlight into a room, light always defeats darkness. It doesn't matter how pitch black a room is, you light one candle and you can see. You light one candle and you have a path. You have one candle and you have a way. And so Jesus is the light of the world. In the same way light defeats darkness, Jesus always wins. And so what the candle lighting symbolizes is the good news of Jesus, the soul-saving, life-transforming, heaven-altering, son and daughter of God-making message of Jesus has to be shared. And when that message is shared with someone, their life comes alive. They're freed from sin. They're freed from punishment. They're freed from separation. They're sons and daughters of God. God literally sends the Holy Spirit to indwell them, and they have now been made alive. But they then are also the light of the world. And so the good news of Jesus goes to one person, and every candle that will be lit in this room today started by being lit off of the Christ candle. And so the moment that we all love holding up the candle and singing is way more special than just a photo op, although I love it. It's one of my favorite services of the year. It's a picture of how Jesus changed one life that changes another, that changes another, that changes another. And so as the candle is passed from one to the next, I want you to see how the room will steadily become more and more bright as more candles are lit, as the gospel is shared. And so I'm going to invite my family up. And you'll begin to see a picture of how the good news of Jesus shared with one 
and then shared with another. And as a person hears and believes, their life becomes alive in Christ. And then as they pass on the good news of Jesus, more become alive in Christ. And so the reason why we say to you the good news of Jesus is too good to keep to ourselves. It's the one thing that can make your life alive. And so it's our mandate to share it. And so as some of our other leaders come forward, we're going to pass our candle to theirs. And they're going to pass their candle to you. And I want you to watch as the room gets more and more bright. And then imagine Nolensville, Smyrna, College Grove, Murfreesboro, Antioch, Brentwood, Middle Tennessee, Tennessee, our nation and the world becoming more and more bright with the gospel. 